the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's a Monday, and it's been an eventful weekend all over the United States. The uh, fallout is still being felt from the Supreme Court decision that was handed down on um, Friday. We don't have our power panel in today because we're going to spend a half hour with a different guest each half hour today to uh, go over what has occurred, what's happening here in our state. And uh, I've still got uh, some people I'm waiting to hear from, and hopefully we will uh, before the 9 o'clock hour for them. But we'll start off this morning with Emma Vaughn. She is the RNC National Press Secretary. Emma, thanks for getting up early in the morning. Hope you got your coffee. And uh, you ready to talk here about what the Supreme Court has uh, handed down? Yes. Hi. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I definitely wanted to get you guys on first. Let's just talk about the you know the eight hundred pound gorilla that's out there. I watched all the talking head shows and, over the weekend, and one of the big uh, questions that kept popping up, and whether you were a Democrat or a Republican, you got two different answers, and that is how will this affect November when people go to the polls? Now, I tend to feel like the ones that have said it's not going to be as big as a deal as everybody thinks because there's so many, uh, you know, kitchen table issues that are having their effect on people here in the country between, you know, being able to buy gas, being to buy food and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. How are you seeing this? How's the party seeing this? Well, first of all, the party understands that this is a, a huge victory for life. No, oh, absolutely. Um, as, as, but as and I, I know there, there's millions of Americans who are who are very happy with the Supreme Court's decision. I am. But at, um, right, right, yeah. And as you mentioned, um, there are some serious kitchen table issues that are going to drive folks to the polls in November. Um, the our, the Republican National Committee we actually went into the field um, and did a poll on this topic of abortion and the and the right to protect life. We went in before the, the SCOTUS leak happened and, and directly after, and polling showed that while abortion is a very important issue, it um, wasn't in the top five reasons why folks are going to vote in November. It, that was, again, both before and after the SCOTUS decision. Um, and it, I think it's a huge newsflash to Democrats because I think CBS, um, just came out with a poll yesterday proving, you know, that inflation, the economy, the cost of gas, crime, 
those are all still the most important reasons why people are, are excited and eager to vote in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and another newsflash to Democrats is that um, folks aren't as radical on the idea of abortion as the far left in the in the progress in the far left and progressive Democrats are. Um, so while we're seeing protests outside the Supreme Court, outside of Supreme Court justice homes, crisis pregnancy centers, you name it, um, majority of Americans um, agree that there needs to be limits on abortion. Um, judges shouldn't be legislating from the from the bench and. Um, I think Democrats are just eager to talk about anything than than Biden's failures right now. Isn't it amazing to you, Emma, that there are so many people who do not understand what the ruling said? There's so many people who are posting. I mean, I I don't get into big discussions with people on Facebook. I don't think it usually leads anywhere. But uh, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, well, this makes a you know, abortion illegal in the whole United States and blah, 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 handmaid's tale, the whole nine yards. And I'm looking at it and going, wake up and read, the, you know, read the, what came down. This is not what it says. Correct. It's just the court is is turning over this important decision, um, an important aspect of the law to the states, to directly to the voters. Um, and that's important, I think. Um Folks, I know there's been a lot of polls about trust in the Supreme Court, so not not being too um, high. And I think this was even pre-Roe decision. Um, so the, the judges um, are, are we're grateful our, for our conservative judges to to return this important decision and important um, aspects of the law that needs that, that the voters themselves need to decide for. Um, and I think that's very important, and I agree. There's a lot of misinformation going around out there. I don't know where Biden's Department of Misinformation is right now, <laughs> but they, they definitely need to be on some of those Facebook and Instagram infographics and really calling people out because it's only um, it's really only further dividing our country when when people get to to say misinformation and Democrats. I mean, there's elected leaders in Congress who are pushing this very same disinformation that that is it's just further dividing our country but i guess uh, but yes i agree people need to read what actually this what happened um understand the the value of having um states and voters directly decide for themselves how how they want to govern well i'll tell you that here in arkansas we're going to be pushing uh, for people to learn what the constitution says and what it doesn't and what it doesn't say is so important to this decision. Yeah, abortion's not in the Constitution. So what does that mean? It means it goes back to the states for the states to decide themselves what they want to do with the issue of abortion. To me, that's a great thing to happen because you have more you have more you know power voting for your state legislation uh, legislature than you do for the national Correct. I mean, yeah, all politics is local. I think um, Democrats have been running nationally and, and far left and, and increasingly more progressive. Um, and we're, Republicans and conservatives know that all politics is local. Yes, I'm based in D.C., but I know I'm, I'm originally from Ohio, and so I know that laws that are most important to my family, small business owners, they're all being said, um, they're all being done at the national, I mean, sorry, at the state and local level. 
and um, folks, yeah, they, they need to get a better understanding of our Constitution when it comes to these types of issues. Let me, uh, you know, just ask you a couple real quick questions here over the Talking Head shows. And yes, I do watch them. I don't have a life. Uh, Eliz- <laughs> Senator Elizabeth Warren was on saying that we... Uh, brought back up the whole issue. We need to pack the Supreme Court. You know, this is nothing new for the Democrats. They've been trying to do it since FDR. Right. I mean, packing the Supreme Court, abolishing a Senate filibuster, you name it, Democrats will do whatever they they feel the need to do to st- remain in power. Um, we see, speaking of talking heads on Sunday shows, um, Democrats are terrified of of the enthusiasm voters feel for Republicans across the country. And so by by their attempting to pack the Supreme Court, abolishing the filibuster in the Senate, um, basically just taking our Constitution as a suggestion with some of these laws and um, policies that they think that that would make our country better. Um, it's just all, it's, we can see right through it. It's all about power. It's about remaining in power. Yeah, uh, ROC is saying now, well, these uh, Trump appointees all lied to uh, the, uh, the senators, and so they should be impeached. This is crazy talk. It is. I mean, I think that the, the word impeachment and, and throwing around such a historic and consequential um, term and 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 should not be used every single day just because you disagree with something that someone said. Um, it it really again just going back to making our country more divisive. I think you know it's you can see right through Biden and Democrats. That's what they ran on in 2020. Um, where you know we're going to unify our country, but every single step of the way, Democrats and Biden at the highest level have just implemented policies, used rhetoric. And, and pointed fingers that have only divided our country further. There's a reason why poll after poll, Americans are saying that our country's on the right, on the wrong track. Yeah, seventy five percent. Right. That's huge. And, and it, yeah, and remember when Biden used to say that the buck sucked with him? It's just, it's just absolutely infuriating. It's sad, and so it's, it's important to elect good conservative and Republican leaders who, who will actually work to unify our country, who will, who will bring peace in our streets and, and implement good policies, you know, um, to get our country back on track. Last question. we got 45 seconds. What do you think about all these countries, or not countries, these companies that are woke and are saying now that they're, they're going to pay uh, for their employees to travel to get an abortion? Um, I think a good counter-argument to that is, well, it's probably cheaper for them to do that than it is to pay, you know, for maternity leave or paid family leave, whatever you want to call it, um, to make sure that their employees who want to give up um, their their baby for an adoption that they have they have the leave to do that. Um, you can see right through it. It's 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 they're playing right into the Democrats' hand, and it's and it's upsetting that that folks who are cheering can't see right through that. I agree with you, Emma. I know you you got another interview coming up. I'll let you go, Emma Vaughn, who is the RNC National Press Secretary. Thanks for the time this morning. Of, of course, thanks for having me. Dave. All right, bye bye now, Emma. As a really astute person, I got to tell you. All right, don't forget about Easton Towing. Easton Towing wants you to know, you know, when it comes to road safety, when you're out on the road, and a lot of you are going to be out on the road, I know, you know, 
you know, kind of damn the torpedoes. I understand that, uh, you know, gas prices are high, but you've been waiting for a couple of years to get out and go back on vacation, and many of you are going to do that. I know that I'm doing it in September. Uh, remember that when you see the flashing lights out there on the road, uh, whether they're blue, red, or yellow, if they're yellow, it's tow truck. Move to the opposite side of the road and give the workers the room that they need to do their job without fear of being killed out there. There have been people who have been hit. Move over away from those uh, flashing yellow lights. And remember, not, no matter the situation, Eastern Towing can help you out. You call them at 501-888-8849. That's 501 888 88 49. Well, let me just say that the liberals, the left, the progressives have been just raging over the weekend. I mean, they really, really have. And uh, on uh, Friday night and uh, over Saturday, there were several large demonstrations. First, let me congratulate the people who demonstrated at our state capitol Friday night. They did it peacefully. And uh, that is your right to get out and to demonstrate, uh, to protest the, uh, you know, what the Supreme Court did. I have no problem with that. And I uh, definitely have no problem with it as long as you do it peacefully, which you did. And congratulations on that. Good for you. Some of your brothers and sisters in other areas of the country, not so much. Uh, up in Portland, it got crazy. In L.A., it got crazy. In Frisco, it got crazy. A lot of people out in New York. I don't. I didn't read much out of the New York papers to see what it was uh, going. What was going on? But this this whole ruling has gotten interesting in that the way people are reacting to it. The vice president sent on a tweet on abortion rights. And liberals attacked her for it. And let me just read what she said. On her official vice president uh, Twitter account, Harris posted an image of herself watching CNN's coverage of pro-choice protests while flying on Air Force Two. Quote, this is her tweet. I know there are women out there who are afraid. To those of you who feel alone and scared, I want you to know The president and I are fighting for you and your rights. We are in this fight together. Now, that's what she tweeted. And uh, this is after the Supreme Court overturned uh, the 73 Roe v. Wade case. And people went crazy. Well, do something. Stop it. You know, just ignore what the Supreme Court says. These are different things that, you know, people were saying back to her. They were, it's a, I saw a young lady they were interviewing, and they said to uh, to her, they said, well, because she's saying they should, that that, um, abortion should be available to everybody uh, to use it. Whenever they want to, up to whatever time they want to use it. And the guy says, but the Supreme Court hasn't seen it that way for a long time. And she, you know, expletive the Supreme Court 
I don't need the I don't need the Supreme Court. This and that. And I was listening to her speak, and I just thought, how sad that someone somewhere along the line, this this young lady, and I'm going to say she's college age, maybe 21, 22, was so ignorant of how our country runs, and uh, you know, basically completely downplayed, uh, you know what the Supreme Court said. And I thought to myself, what the Supreme Court did, as we just talked to Emma at the very beginning of of, uh, this half hour, they didn't get rid of abortion. They got rid of uh, the federal, you know, our federal uh, uh, law that said abortion was a covered right. There was a right to abortion in the Constitution. There is no such right. Now, I would almost guarantee you if if I'd been the person talking to her and then said, well, what about guns? You know, in the in the Constitution, there is a right in the Constitution about owning guns. And I bet you we've gotten the same answer again. Blank the Constitution. Well, there are rights in the First Amendment. The very first amendment of the Constitution of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom, you know, to assemble, all of those. Are we going to F the the Constitution on that as well? When you start saying the things this young lady was saying, you know, I just got to figure she's not thinking at all. She's been indoctrinated and then... I had I saw one person send her a message, and I had to or to, to the interviewer. I had to agree. Ask her if she's paid to be there, because a lot of those people that go out and protest are paid protesters. That's why they're out there. But what this you know what this uh, decision did is brought it back to where this should always have been, since it's not something that is granted by our Constitution, it goes back to the states. Look, there's some states in their Constitution, it is granted. They did pass a law, a constitutional amendment saying that abortion should be legal and is legal in their state. Here in Arkansas, that's not the case. We've got multiple laws that say no, We've got a constitutional amendment to our own constitution that says, no, you can't. I would suggest that if you're looking to move from the north to the south and you believe that you should have, uh, you know, rights to an abortion, that you should pass on through Arkansas and keep going. Find another state where they say it's okay. It just it it just amazes me. I'm dumbfounded by some of the ignorance that's out there, and I call it ignorance. That's not a pejorative. That that is just a matter of fact. That you're ignorant about what the Constitution says and what it can do, and you perhaps should take some time to read the Tenth Amendment 
which talks about, you know, the rights that go to the states and the decisions that they make for their people. And that's all the Supreme Court has done here. It's not in our federal constitution. And thus, it's not legal for uh, Supreme Court justices, elected senators, elected state rep or uh, uh, represent congressmen to tell you that the federal government has the right to tell you that you can or you can't do something. That's up to your state. And that's what's happening now, and that's where this is going to end up at, and you're going to, there's going to be fights about it. And it should be in the halls of the legislature or in the halls of your state Supreme Court or in the halls of where, uh, where your governor is at. That's where this fight needs to be at. That's where it used to be at. That's where it should have stayed at, and the uh, Supreme Court went back and fixed that. Look, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it was it was on on uh, you know shady ground. You build something on sand, it falls, and that's exactly what this happened. Uh, what happened here? And don't say, well, been around for fifty years. Well, so was Brown versus Brown. You know, Brown versus the Board of Education. Should we not have overridden that? No, I think we all know we should have. All right, we continue the Dave Ellswick Show about 6.35 in the morning. Good morning to you. Hope you had a couple cups of coffee before you left for work today. Drive safely. You heard traffic. Not too bad out there right now, so let's keep it that way. Billy Mack wants you to know that ICU protection is the way to go to do the security for your home or your business. I mean, he's got it all. He's got all the equipment that he needs and that you need to have a secure home or business. These are This is the business, by the way, ICU protection that takes care of Nuke One out there in Russellville. And Billy Max, the owner, you'll talk to him and he'll send somebody out to talk to you about your home or your business and make sure that you can basically lock it up tight like a drum. All you got to do is call him 501-205-1333. I like it. I've got it. You know what I I like? Somebody drives up into my driveway. I got a camera there, and uh, they drive up. I can see their car crystal clear. They get out of the car. The camera whistles at them, and uh, to typically makes people look at the camera, so we get a good picture of their face. So if they're up to you know bad things. Well, we can catch them after they do said bad thing or get somebody out there to the house before they do some bad things. Uh, door and window sensors, uh, the uh, cameras, digital panels, doorbell cameras, motion detection. It's all there for your home or your business with ICU protection. 501-205-1333. And before I forget, here's the other selling point that I want to give you and why you should call them. You pay for the service, you do not pay for the hardware. That's a big deal. Pay for the service, not for the hardware. ICU protection. I've got them. I highly recommend you get them as well if you're looking for a security system. All right. We've been talking, of course, about the decision on Friday with the Supreme Court. Most of us, after we heard the leak, we had the feeling 
that they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade and Casey. And I'm going to tell you, I posted this on my Facebook. I want to thank God that he allowed me to be alive to see this happen. I've been fighting uh, Roe v. Wade since I was 19 years old. That's when it passed, when I was 19. I'm 69 now. I didn't know if we had a chance of doing this, although I have to tell you, I serve a big God. I serve the most powerful God that there is. He built the universe. So we can expect that he'll make good things happen out of bad things, and some good things now have come out of this bad stuff. And uh, another gentleman uh, that I think feels the same way that I do about that, he's been up in Branson, Missouri, his organization of uh, Christian pastors and Christian uh, you know, people who have been elected to legislatures and things of that nature. State Senator Jason Raper joins us this morning on the Dave Ellswick Show. And, Jason, I'm still giddy about Friday. Yeah, Dave, well, I do share your viewpoint and your opinion. I hope you can hear me okay. I hear I you actually, good. I've been talking all, all weekend about this decision. I'm actually sitting in Washington, D.C. right now, Dave. Wow. Uh, I was invited to come up here and uh, spoke to Students for Life, along with some other pro-life colleagues around the country yesterday, and celebrate with what is really the most, probably the most passionate pro-life entity in the country and had a large part to do with the sentiment that brought us here is the young people of the country at Students for Life. And uh, they very kindly gave us an award up here, and it's it's been interesting to be here with all of them. And and I'm just going to tell you, Dave, you're right. Um, I was asked by a couple of media organizations on Friday when the decision was released, did I think that it ever really would happen? And I said, yes, I did, because faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things we don't see. And it's people that had that faith, Dave, that wouldn't give up that kept pressing and pushing so that we could see abortion reach this point where we're finally returning the decision to the states. But I hope, Dave, that we finally, at some point in the future, will see the nation, state by state, protect the sanctity of life. So though we're excited, it's not nearly over because, unfortunately, the left has just lost their mind and they're willing to kill these babies right up into the moment of birth. Yep. And uh, so it's really, uh, it's a, a double-edged sword, if I could say it that way, because we do have, we see this decision as much as anything is a return to federalism in the United States. It's a recognition of the true intent of the Constitution, and that is whatever has not been specifically given to the federal government to decide belongs with the states and to the people. And so um, it's... I will tell you this, uh, maybe the best thing to capture my thoughts is that the National Association of Christian Lawmakers, which you referred to, which is local, state, and federal elected officials from across the country, we now have, by the way, Dave, I just installed the 27th state chair. We added Assemblyman in Virginia, uh, Assemblyman Scott. And we're about to have our 28th probably in, in Wyoming and the 29th in Georgia here probably before... Uh, July. And what happened is we had our Sanctity of Life conference that was scheduled to start on Friday, the 24th, in Branson at College of the Ozarks. So we literally had just gotten started 
and the first session, the news broke, and here's who was in the room. Janet Porter, she was the inspiration behind the heartbeat bill, was in the room with us. Alan Parker, Justice Foundation, Mm -hmm. who represented Norma McCorvey, the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade, in the room with us at the time. He actually represented her, to be clear about that, after she accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior and was trying to overturn Roe. And lest people forget, Dave, you've heard me say this anyway, Jane Roe, Norma McCorvey, never had an abortion in the first place. That's correct. She never actually had the abortion. And she also admitted that she lied about a portion of her story for those attorneys when they filed that case. And the U.S. Supreme Court for 50 years absolutely never acknowledged that the whole Roe decision was based on a lie, which is a shame. But I'm going to say, God, to God be the glory for this, but I'm going to tell you something. The hands and feet of God in this world are the people of God that will do his will. And these justices that finally made this decision and the courage they had to do it, we thank them. But I'm going to tell you, and I don't care who gets upset about it, but you better thank God that Donald Trump, as president of the United States, was willing to appoint these people because this court may just make the decisions that are going to save this republic. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I posted a political cartoon on my Facebook. I don't know if you saw it or not. You've seen the stickers of Biden that said, I did this, that you stick on a, oh, yeah. a gas yeah. pump or whatever. This one had Donald Trump pointing at a, a piece of paper, and it said Gorsuch, it said Kavanaugh, it said uh, Barrett, and it said, I did that. I'm going to go look at that because he did do that. Yes, he did. Gonna, you know, you know what else? You know what else he did the other day uh, when he was asked about the decision. He gave the glory to God right out the gate, and and I'm tired of people trying to hold Donald Trump to a standard where he can't become a better man and can't have a closer relationship with God. Who are they to say that? Mm-hmm. I know that he's done things that people don't like, but Donald Trump absolutely. I see that God has touched a man's life through this process. He would have to. What man could stand up to the federal government of the United States, the the bureaucrat, the bureaucracy being weaponized against him in a witch hunt the way that he has, and stand up to that that kind of scrutiny? So I want to say shame on some people. I hate to say it this way, Dave, but this is me, not you. Shame on folks that are not giving him credit where credit is due because he deserves that. And I want to tell you, all of these babies that are going to live in these states, part of that's due in part to what Donald Trump was able to do with these justices. And I I want to say one other thing. I want to say thanks to the legislators in our state. Part of why I was brought up here to speak this weekend was the 2013 heartbeat bill that we passed was the very first in the nation ever passed. Mm-hmm. And then in 19, we passed the trigger bill. I'm going to come back to that, the abortion trigger bill. And then in 21, we flipped the trigger, if you recall. Right. We took the trigger bill and flipped the trigger. Well, I didn't know all this ranking. And they informed us when they announced uh, last night that the 21 bill we passed, with the current legislature in place, by the way, that's there now, 
And Governor Hutchinson signed that original one, you know. That, they said that was the strongest life at conception bill drafted in the country when it passed at the time. That's the bill that Oklahoma just passed and took out a couple of exceptions, okay? And so I want to say thank you to everyone in our state that has helped us become the most pro-life state. And you know I've had to disagree with a couple folks that that absolutely uh, didn't stand up on the civil cause of action, okay, which, by the way, saved thousands and thousands in Texas. Jonathan Mitchell was in the room with us Dave on Friday, the, the attorney that drafted that. Okay. <laughs> he was there. I just want to say I've gotten some messages from a couple folks. I won't name them. And, and I've always been this kind of person, Dave Ellswick. I could disagree with you and fight, you know, very vigorously on issues. But I will also give credit where credit is due. And there was no division when we passed the trigger bill here in the state of Arkansas. We knew what we were passing. And so when I sat up there on Friday, I'd communicated with Governor Hutchinson through the day. And I watched Governor Hutchinson and Attorney General Rutledge obey the law, which is simply to stand there and acknowledge and say, yes, they overturned Roe, and that's called certification. They just acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. At about 2.17 p.m. in Arkansas, when the bill I passed with Miss Mary Bentley in the State House, which is a beautiful pro-life warrior in our state, in that 2.17, and I saw that they acknowledged to say they they accept that and they certify it. Abortion in Arkansas, except to save the life of a mother, actually ended in our state. It's and a good day. It was a good day, State Senator. It really, really was. It was a good day. We had special prayers on Sunday all across New Life Church's campuses, thanking God for this victory. And I want to say something to you, Dave, since you said that. I want to thank Pastor Rick Bazette. He actually sent one of his staff pastors up to the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. Uh, Rick Bazette knows the country's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And Rick has taken a stand, and I just want to say, because you mentioned his church, I just thank God that churches like that that are beginning to take a stand and realize we have to fulfill Genesis one twenty six through 28. God said to go out to multiply, replenish, and fill the earth and to take dominion and authority over everything. And we are realizing in this country that we've let the ungodly people for too long have the positions of power, and they've passed ungodly laws and made ungodly decisions. But I think that that awakening that we've been praying for is occurring. I see this in the decisions that we've seen about school choice, that, in you know, you, dollars going to follow the child in the state of Maine. This needs to happen in the state of Arkansas. Every single tax dollar that we spend If a student goes to a private school, a parochial school, a Christian school, a public school, send the dollar to let that dollar follow that child. Have the best education that they they can. We're about to have a decision up here on prayer, as you know. We're waiting on the Coach Kennedy case to come today while I'm here. I'm about to go to the Supreme Court right now. Uh, We're waiting on these decisions. I really think that Donald Trump's appointment of these conservative justices just may be the what we need to, to hold the fabric of the country together as we begin to stand up and take this nation back uh, for what it was intended to be. 
Senator Rayford, I'm going to let you go. You get over there to the Supreme Court. We'll keep our fingers crossed for the football coach that maybe uh, the Supreme Court's going to rule in his favor. I think they will, and he'll be able to pray again before and after football games. And we thank you for all of the hard work that you've done, and it was a great victory on Friday. Thank you very much, Senator. We appreciate you. Thanks, Dave. Talk to you later now. Senator Jason Rapert here on the Dave Ellswick Show. A quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up for this first hour. Next hour, we're going to hear from Rose Mims and Jerry Cox. They'll be on with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial, and they're ready to help you learn how to invest in silver and gold. Most people are telling you if you want to protect your nest egg, you should have about 15% of precious metals in your nest egg to make sure that inflation doesn't eat it away to nothing. So uh, call the folks at David Lucas Financial at 501-222-3315, and uh, they will help you learn more about buying silver and gold. Remember that uh, they uh, use only a regulated and licensed national wholesaler in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas-registered investment advisor. Let's finish up this hour. We want to thank uh, the people who have joined us here in the first. I'm just telling everybody that we're going to talk to today that are given 15 and 20 minutes of their time. It's really tough to get them on because there's a lot of people that want to talk to them right now. A lot of people trying to get a hold of Senator Rapert right now and talk to him on radio, on television, in uh, newspapers and magazines and what have you. And, of course, uh, talking to uh, Emma Vaughn, she's in high demand from about every talk show host in the United States. So it's good to have her uh, join us today to talk about uh, the things that went down. Uh, over uh, this weekend, what went down on Friday. Of course, what went down Friday was uh, a huge, huge, huge uh, decision by the United States Supreme Court in overturning Roe v. Wade. And look, a lot of people say, but it was precedent. It was precedent. It's been law for 50 years. A Brown uh, versus the Board of Education was uh, in law for a long time when the Supreme Court overturned that. That was separate but equal, uh, dealing with schools. You know, that used to be that uh, the Supreme Court backed telling black children that they had to go to black schools and white children went to white schools. That was a Supreme Court decision. It wasn't right, but it was their decision. And when we know a decision... Uh, is wrong, it needs to be changed. And it was. And there's been others as well uh, over time, uh, you know, that uh, were, in fact, uh, I can't remember exactly the one uh, that was in uh, law for 58 years, and then the Supreme Court said, wait a second, here's what the, what the, the Constitution says. This is in direct violation of what the Constitution is saying. And so they overturned it. Precedent, precedent, if wrong, needs to be overturned. And that's what they did. I don't want to hear this stuff. No, once it's precedent, and it should never be overturned. And that, 
See, this is where the Democrats are, are telling you a lie. They're saying, well, these people said it was settled law. Well, it was. As far as those justices saw it, it was settled law. Roe v. Wade. But those same justices, even those on the left, like Ruth Boehner Ginsburg said, and uh, said that this law, Roe v. Wade, and even Casey, were built on sand. They weren't built on a solid foundation. They weren't built on the Constitution. They went against our Constitution. And when that happens, you got to have some people that have some moral backbone that will stand up and say this is wrong and it needs to be changed. And we saw uh, the, the justices do that this, uh, this weekend. And by the way, it's a 6-3 decision. I mean, Roberts was going to go along with the Mississippi 15-week uh, bill. He just didn't want to completely overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. But the bottom line is he joined uh, with a separate opinion to agree with what the justices were doing that did overturn Roe v. Wade. So that was a major, major decision uh, by these justices. And, you know, you may add in as many as you want. If it's a Republican who's in office, they'll put people who are originalists. If it's a Democrat who's in office and they get to put people into the Supreme Court, let me say this to Senator Warren. You know, you can put as many Supreme Court justices as you want on the Supreme Court. And, and your side is going to put ones that believe it's a living document and it changes from day to day and hour to hour. Our side will not do that. And we'll end up in the exact same position. So how big does the Supreme Court have to be? All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more. Keep up, uh, keep in mind, coming up right after the news, Rose Mems, uh, the state director, Arkansas Right to Life, will join us at 735. Jerry Cox will be with us from the Family Council here in Arkansas. I'm Dave Ellswick. Stay tuned. continue on with the Dave Ellswick show for a Monday and uh, we got another good hour sitting in front of us and we've got some great guests for you of course uh, today's show is dedicated to the Supreme Court's decision that was handed down on Friday which uh, said that there's nowhere in the Constitution that says that abortion should be uh, legal all across the United States 
that it's up to the states to decide what they're going to do about abortion. And so it was passed back down uh, to the states. If nothing more, uh, if you want to look at it this way, it was a great win for federalism. And it's a great win, I think, for the people of this country, because wherever you live now, you're going to really have a say in what your laws are going to be like in your particular state. I'm glad that I live in Arkansas because I like what they've written up, except for the life of the mother. I'm uh, all about that, that uh, abortion is illegal now in the state of Arkansas. And speaking of Arkansas, let's talk to the state director of Right to Life, Rose Mims. She joins us. She's uh, in the center of the country right now. You're hanging out in Atlanta. You having some fun there, Rose, while you're uh, while you're there? I am. I plan a, 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 some good fun with great friends. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to have been at the National Right to Life Convention when the news came down. I, I You know, I, I'm sorry I wasn't in Little Rock to share with all of my friends that we've worked so hard for this day. But to be at National Right to Life at our 51st annual convention and with all the heroes, uh, people who have been worked, fighting this fight since 1968, actually, mm-hmm. you know, with them, it was just surreal and still hard to really uh, believe it. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get your hands around it, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's awesome and wonderful. And I'm just thankful to God that he has allowed me to see it in my lifetime. That's just such a gift. Yeah, that's that's what I posted on my Facebook. In fact, that I never thought it that I would see it in my lifetime. I hoped that I would, but I didn't think that I would. And it's just been in the last few years. It seems like to me it has picked up speed. And uh, finally, uh, there were the justices on the Supreme Court that had the backbone to make the right decision. Yeah. Well, thank you, Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, Trump gave us those justices. And gave us this great victory, and, and um, I give him a ton of credit because he he saw the need to do that, and um, thanks be to God for him. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm watching. Uh, I've got uh, Fox TV up in my studio. Don't have the sound up, but Elizabeth Warren. They're showing a clip of her. She was on Face the Nation over the weekend, and she saw. She said the Supreme Court had lost its legitimacy because of its decision about Roe and its decision about uh, New York and guns. And I thought to myself when I was listening to her, I thought, I wonder if she thought it had lost its uh, legitimacy when Brown versus the Board of Education uh, came through and overturned uh, laws that said separate but equal was uh, a legitimate type of law i mean it just amazes me to watch the left rose it really is and you've been at this as long as i have and you've got to i'm sure feel the same way well yeah and you know we've had to remember those people are deceived we need to treat them with love and compassion and prayer to so that they are their eyes their eyes are blinded yep and i pray that they will all come to know the truth and to to um you know we don't have people that are pro-choice and uh, become pro-life uh, ever going back. And we don't have pro-life people who go to being pro-choice. I mean, once you know the lie, uh, you don't go back to the lie. You know, you follow the truth. And we, our movement is full of people who bought into the lie and know the truth and are standing beside us. 
All right, well, let, let's talk. We've, we've had this now big decision that turns this back over to the states where it should always have been, should never have been taken away from us. And this is a big win for federalism, as I said early on in the show, and then I just said as we began this this hour. What's next for Arkansas Right to Life? What what are you guys planning now? Uh, I don't know. You might, since you're in uh, in in uh, Georgia right now, you might have not had time to talk about this. What are they saying at Right to the Life on a national level? Where does the uh, where does where do you guys turn your gaze next? Well, it stays on, you know, uh, ending abortion. You know, it stays on educating uh, people about the, um, the, the unborn child and, and, and her mother, you know, that they uh, deserve, both of them, a life. And um, keeping Arkansas and other states abortion-free. You know, people in Arkansas still are, they're in a daze, you know, thinking, oh, my gosh, uh, I I can still get the pill, can I? No, you cannot get an abortion pill in Arkansas. You cannot have an abortion in Arkansas uh, for any reason except life of the mother circumstances. And we were really given a gift. One of our bills passed last session has uh, given us a new uh, statistic, and it's in the 2021 um, stats that we just got, and it's... uh, they they give now the specific reason for the abortion decision. And I I ran the numbers for you. I want to give them to you. Okay. You know, we had 3,133 abortions in 2021. Uh, 2,736 of those women, their reason is unknown because they didn't give one. Okay, 29 refused to answer why they were having an abortion. 36 said just other. You know, they didn't choose from any of the many reasons, and and I'll read them. Uh, they gave rape or incest, economic reasons, genetic anomaly, mental health is endangered, impairment of bo- major bodily function, save the life of the mother, does not want the pregnancy at this time, physical health is endangered, other refused to answer an unknown reason for the abortion. So four of those women said that they their physical health would be uh, impaired. Three said that their mental health would be impaired. There were two abortions for genetic anomaly. 82 cited economic reasons for the abortion. And there were three rape and incest. Three. Three. Out of 3,000 and something. Yeah, 3,133. So you can see abortion is not used for those hard cases, life of the mother, rape, and incest. It's used for the 99.9 abortions that are done simply because the mother does not want the baby, she cannot afford the baby, you know, what if, those kinds of reasons. Those babies don't need to die because of that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the thing that was so great about Barrett when they heard this case before the Supreme Court, because she started asking about, well, maybe back when this was passed first time. And uh, but now we know there's safe haven laws. There's all kinds of ways to help the woman uh, that's having this child. Why must they die? 
And I thought that that was that's a legitimate question. Absolutely. And, you know, the pro-life movement has always been there for the mother and they will remain always there for the mother because to save the child, we have to save the mother. You know, we have to help her, and we will be there to help her. Arkansas Rights Life is educational-based. You know, we want to change hearts and minds. We have other issues. We have infanticide, which, you know, we have the safe haven baby boxes. that are, a, a child should never be abandoned to die because it's unwanted. Put it in a safe haven baby box. That's right. Take it to the arms of a hospital, emergency room, or a law enforcement agency. You know, get that baby to uh, a life and a chance for a forever family with through adoption you know we have the answers we have the solutions to these women who cannot or just will not uh, parent their child you know and and we're happy to do it we're happy to help them all right rose i'll let you go i know that you're busy you probably got some early morning meetings that are are ready to get started here shortly at the National Right to Life uh, conference that you're at. I just wanted to have you on, and I wanted to thank you for all of your hard work. You've been a you've been a a, a voice uh, in the Capitol and in the executive branch, and even on the in the judicial branch uh, for life. And uh, you can be proud of that, and we thank you for that. Well, thank you, Dave. You have a good day. All right. Bye. All right, bye-bye now. Rose Mims here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And again, she's with the Arkansas Right to Life. And I, I liked what she had to say. This is, you know, this is just uh, kind of a respite. Let's just put it that way right now of what uh, has occurred. And the battle is now coming back to the states where it belongs. It should be up to us uh, in our state, the citizens of Arkansas, to look at this and come up with the laws that we want to live with. And um, I'm happy that uh, that's where we're going to be at because there's a lot of things that have to be done. Look, I've already had several uh, discussions uh, with state senators and state uh, uh, representatives about are you guys going to move to make uh, adoption easier in the state? And the the overwhelming answer that I'm hearing is yes, and that's good. It shouldn't cost you twenty, thirty thousand dollars to adopt a child. That's not necessary. We need to make the changes on that so that uh, we can make it happen. There's got to be a, a move within the church now. You know, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. It's not just the hands and feet of an unborn child. Now we have to help and make sure that. Women are having children that uh, perhaps they don't want to have. Women that uh, are going to be having children that are going to need help. We need to show the mercy and the kindness of uh, the love of Christ and to help them as best as we can. These are things that we need to do. The church has to be involved in this. We can't just have things going on inside the walls of the church they've got to go on outside of the church as well all right 719 let's get our break in we got a couple breaks that we got to get in yet uh here towards the bottom of the hour pi roofing wants you to know they're ready to help you if you need a new roof 
Uh, if you don't, if it's just some place that you you got a leak and you need to have fi- you know f- have it found where the leak is, PI Roofing can help you on that. Remember, they're your roof leak detectors. They'll come out and find it. I they found one for me a few months ago before I had the new roof put on. I had a leak and it was happening in the living room, but the leak was starting in my garage, which was a long way from my living room. And it was caused by one nail. That's all it was, one nail. They found the nail. They, uh, you know, they beat it down with a hammer, put some material on it, and the leak stopped. And I don't have that leak any longer. You can have that same kind of service as well with PI roofing. And if you do need a full roof, look, they'll work with your insurance company. They'll work with the appraiser. They'll get you the best deal that you can possibly get on that new roof. All you got to do is call them. 501-707-3551. 501-707-3551. A lot of you up in Cabot been calling that number. I know that for a fact, and we thank you for that. Or you can just visit them online at piroofing.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, 723. Got about six minutes to the bottom of the uh, hour, Bill O'Reilly will join us then, and we'll see what Bill has to say. I'm sure he'll have something to say about Friday's decision by the Supreme Court. Uh, our show today has been dedicated to that decision, and we've had a lot of different people on already to talk about it. We've had uh, State Senator Jason Rapert. I couldn't think of any other politician uh, here in Arkansas that we should have on other than uh Mr. Raper, because he's been instrumental in pushing that issue uh, for the whole time. I think he's been he's been elected. He was elected back in 20, uh, 2010. So important uh, to hear from him. Uh, we heard from another woman uh, that is really, really uh, important here in the state of Arkansas, and that's Rose Mims, state director of the Arkansas Right to Life. You just heard from her and uh, what is Arkansas Right to Life now going to be involved in, and as she said, in life. I mean, they're not just about abortion. They're also about infanticide. They're also about uh, euthanasia and all the anything that has to do with uh, a, a person's life or ending a person's life. And uh, earlier we heard from Emma Vaughn. She's the RNC National Press Secretary. Uh, she joined us as well about what's the uh, national uh, organization for Republicans saying. And it was interesting to hear from her today because all over the weekend, all I heard, of course, you heard from the president. Now to make the changes, you got to go to the polls. You got to you got to vote to get the right uh, people in to make the, the decisions uh, in your state. Well, you should have been doing that all along. I mean, to be honest with you. You should have been uh, contacting your state legislators, um, whether senators or, or state representatives, and talking to them about the issues of our state. You have more impact on the state legislature than you'll ever have in the federal government. I mean, we've got four congressmen of, of uh, what, four of, of 435 uh, Congress people. you got two senators. And those two are two of 100 senators. So the bottom line is you got a, you have a much bigger impact on a state level, and you even have a bigger impact 
on local elections, whether it's your quorum court, your city government, wherever it is that you live here uh, in the state. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 726. Am I excited about this? Yes, I am excited about this. Uh, This is a huge step forward. Uh, At least we've gotten it back now into the states where it should have always been left and always should have been decided. And uh, that is the way that uh, uh, these things are decided on a on a, a level of, of the the Tenth Amendment, where the powers not given to the federal government are left to the discretion of the states, and that's where this should be left at. It's not mentioned in the Constitution, and and they made up uh, a reasoning for this back in in uh, seventy three or seventy two out of uh, whole cloth. They really did. They they made it up. It, there was no judicial uh, backing for what they did. They just did it. Uh, and that's where the whole viability argument got started. And uh, the viability of uh, the unborn child has been a matter, uh, has been a matter of being changed uh, over the years, over 50 years. Think about all the different uh, things that have happened uh, medically that have changed the viability. You ever been over to a NIC unit? You ever been over to see babies that are no bigger than the palm of your hand, that are alive, that 10, 20 years ago would not have been alive? So the whole viability issue was spurious from the minute that it began. So it... The cracks in Roe finally made it crumble. Even Justice Ginsburg said that this was going this was going to happen one day, when it when they really put it under judicial review, and that it would fall apart, and it did. All right, and it did fall apart. So now the the state uh, legislature is going to have to come together. We got to uh, address some things here in our our state. I hope they will address immediately uh, adoption so that it's easier to adopt. As I said earlier in this half hour, there's no reason why you should have to pay bukus and bukus amount of dollars to uh, adopt a child. Yeah, you shouldn't have to go to China or to Russia or to the Ukraine or to Africa to adopt a child. There's plenty of children that need adopting here in the state of Arkansas. As far as, far as taking care of children whose homes have fallen apart, things have just blown up in them, uh, we need to help those children as well. But to do that, health and human services are going to have to be dealt with. And we've got to make sure that the rights of parents are protected here in the state of Arkansas as well. There's a lot of work still to do. And uh, I'm going to work at it. I'm going to work with my elected officials. I'm going to work with other elected officials and uh, bring up topics to them and see if we can't get some of these kind of things straightened out. Last but not least, and we'll talk about this even more tomorrow at 7 o'clock with the Bible guys, the church 
a lot of things now fall on the shoulders of the church. Bill O'Reilly is up now. You need to save some money. Can I tell you how to save some money? Would you like some information on how to save some money? How about uh, doing your health insurance with Pat Davis, where he can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance? I want you to think, how much do you pay for your health insurance uh, every month? Let's say $300, okay? Let's just make that make that up and just put that out there as an arbitrary number. Let's say you save 50%, $150 a month. Multiply that by 12 that's pretty uh, good money to save over the course of a year. It might buy you a couple of gallons of gas before the end of the year. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just telling you, you can save some money this way. You also will get a, you get rid of, I don't care who you got your health insurance with, Pat's going to show you how you get away from having co-pays. He's going to show you how to get away from those real big deductibles. He's going to show you how to find out what, a, what the uh, – you know, hospitals would charge you if you didn't have insurance to get a, a procedure done. And why is it costing you through your insurance, you know, tens of thousands of dollars more in many cases? Talk to Pat, uh, Pat Davis. Let him explain this to you. 501-605-6935. That's 501-605-6935. Or visit him online. Uh, your health plan man. That's one word. Your health plan man dot com. Jerry Cox has made his way into the studio. I want to thank you, Jerry, for coming in today and, and joining us in the studio and, uh, and to talk about a historic decision that was made Friday. Uh, it was as I talk about this to people, I say it was a big decision for abortion. I agree. But it was an even bigger decision for federalism. Well, yes, you're absolutely right, Dave. And, you know, Friday was one of those days where you remember where you were when you got the news. You know, I'm I'm old enough to remember the assassination of John Kennedy. Yeah, I remember where it was. I was in grade school, and I remember 9/11. I remember where it was when I heard the news. Um, For me. This ranks right up there with those I remember when. I agree. And this one, fortunately, is a good decision, a good remember where you were when you heard the news. And I just remember it was Friday was just nonstop interviews all day long and um, people trying to figure out what what's going on. You know, I've about decided that those of us on the pro-life side – were much more prepared for the court to do what it did than the people on the left. They went bonkers. Like, what just happened to us? It's yeah. like somebody dumped ice water on them or something like that. And we've been saying for years this was wrongly decided. The laws that have been passed at the legislature have had in mind the day when Roe would be overturned, thus the trigger law that we have, and other laws that regulate the uh, abortion-causing drugs and the shipment of those and so forth. All of that is calculated and planned for this day, and we're here now. Yeah, I talked to uh, Senator Raper today, who, you know, love him or hate him, (laughs) He has had more impact on this ar- uh, this argument since 2010 than probably just about anybody. Well, let me say this. Um, I was there with Jason every step of the way on every every bill he worked on. 
And um, I will tell you, there were lots of people in the, I'll just say the establishment, that said, oh, Jason, you don't need to do this trigger bill. Oh, Jason, you don't need to do this heartbeat bill. It's going too far. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's going to too be, radical. Yeah, too far out there, too radical. And um, to Jason's credit, to Senator Rapert's credit, he put his head down and he just plowed forward. And I said, Jason, I'll plow forward with you on those bills. And we did. And that was true with the trigger bill. It was true with the bill in 2021 that just flat out outlaws abortion. See, a lot of people have focused on the reverse trigger bill. Yeah, it really does. It just says, hey, um, abortion is illegal in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. except to save the life of the mother. That bill gets overlooked a whole bunch. And others that regulate the abortion-causing drugs get overlooked quite a bit as well. So the Arkansas legislature has positioned us very well. In fact, Dave, I could take you all the way back to 1988 when Arkansas voters passed Amendment 68. Guess what? It says that Arkansas will do all that we can to protect the life of every unborn child as much as the federal constitution allows. That amendment is alive and well and in our constitution. And that's huge right now. It's absolutely huge because the the courts now, the, 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 the people that want to challenge uh, abortion laws are doing it in, guess what, state court. Sure. And so when when our Supreme Court looks and says, what does Arkansas law say? We have an amendment in our Constitution that says we're going to protect human life. None of this garbage about we have a right to privacy or we're going to protect medical procedures and all that, those kinds of things. And so Arkansas is better positioned, I believe, than just about any other state in the nation to stand strong. Well, that whole viability argument that was started with Roe v. Wade was specious in the first place. Right. And they knew and they knew that. The justices, I can't believe men as learned as that didn't realize how stupid that was well, that and, kind of a calendar. And this whole thing of we didn't know that it was human life, and we didn't know this and that. Nah. I, I think they did. I, you know, on my wall in my office, I have the actually the entire magazine, but it's a Life magazine from 1965. Uh, that was years before Roe, and it has some of the first photographs of live unborn children. I remember in, that. You remember that, was that? Huge. Yeah, and I remember as like a seventh grader, I guess, maybe seeing that in the school library and looking at that, and I thought. Even as a kid, well, that's a person. That looks like a human there. I don't think that's a blob. It's not potential life matter. That looks to me like a person there. And I could figure that out as a junior high boy. <laughs> well, I figured it out a long time ago when I took uh, you know, uh, science class in, in high school, and my teacher held that up. And then they talked. He said, but let's go back earlier. And he talked about the moment that the egg and the sperm came together and how everything to make that person into the person that they were going to be was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and all this talk, uh, you know, we, you and I both have been listening to the left, <laughs> every, you know, and all the things that they've been saying, but they've been saying the, this, this alarmist stuff, like people are going to die and all these other just scare tactics. Well, guess what? Abortion kills people, too. 
It yeah, kills lots that's of people. the thing they never want to talk about. I know. I know. They never want to acknowledge that every abortion takes the life of a person. And it's as if those persons that just happen to live in the womb somehow don't exist. And, um, boy, that is so, so wrong. In fact, it's so chilling. It sounds eerily familiar to previous generations who said, well, they're alive, but they're not really human. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. (laughs) I agree. And it's already – Dr. Francis Schaeffer was one of my favorite authors. And he wrote Whatever Happened to the Human Race, which I think is probably the seminal book that he wrote, mm-hmm. but with, uh, with uh, C. Everett Koop. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, he talked about abortion and how, how it negated the value of life and that if we allowed this to continue, then when we got into, when people got to a certain age, they'd be saying, but is that life worth living? And they would start talking about doing away with those people. We've already seen, and I, I brought this up Saturday when mm-hmm. we were on Kim Hammer's right. show, in Maryland, they're saying if, if you're going to go with the viability thing, if you're going to say, well, you know, you can't, the baby can't survive without the, the mother, well, let me tell you what, neither can a one-year-old. Right. That's right. Many of us are not that viable if you just dumped us out here in the woods somewhere and and said, figure out how to survive. You know, we all need support and help from others, uh, you know, in order to to make it. But um, but you ask me how I feel about this. Yeah, Uh, I I, I feel almost um, I, I won't use the word numb, but I will use the the word. I, I am so overwhelmed by what just happened, it's hard to take it all in at once. Kind of leaves you dazed. Well, it does, because, see, Dave, I have worked, guess what, over 37 years mm-hmm. in the pro-life movement. Now, there are people that have worked in it longer than I have. Others that have worked less, we're all in it. But after you've worked on something for 37 years, and suddenly you a you see this goal achieved it's just a, it's an amazing feeling but it's hard to take it all in and say did this just really happen and the answer is yes okay so we know it's happened we've pinched ourselves a bunch of times probably left some bruises <laughs> and and we know that it now is the law of the land now the thing is we got to turn our attention to other things well we do that are just as important as protecting the child in the womb yes and there are times when people win the war and they lose the peace Mm -hmm. and that may not be exactly the way to talk about this but let's just say here in arkansas at least we've won uh, let's allow ourselves to say that we won our our side the pro-life side won and the people have won. But here's the thing. Now we have to be sure that we win after this. Mm-hmm. And the winning after this involves being certain that anyone with uh, a, a, an unwanted pregnancy is able to get help and have support. And here's how that works. If we're going to tell people, hey, abortion is illegal except to save the life of the mother, then we need to say, and if you have an unwanted pregnancy, 
uh, one that's unplanned, then here's where you can get help. And a lot of people, Dave, don't understand that there are over 50 pregnancy help centers already in operation around the state of Arkansas. Oh, don't be telling the left that they will be wanting to burn them down. Well, they probably will. And uh, these are largely operated by volunteers. Yes, they are. But they are medical centers with ultrasound machines, with nurses on staff most of the time, with doctors that volunteer their time. And those centers, uh, as you know, you've had some of the folks on your show provide not only the pregnancy testing, but they also will help the woman with everything from maternity clothes to car seats to cribs to life skills to job placement, uh, where to find a house, a place to live. It It's a safety net for women that are in a bad way. And what we need to be able to do as pro-lifers, as conservatives, as Christians is say, we got you. We will help you. We're here for you. And here's where you can get help. All right. Going to take a break. Then I'm going to have uh, Jerry repeat a phrase. He came up with a phrase Saturday that I really, really liked. And I'll have him repeat it for you when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, let's find out about our Travs. All right, we got eight minutes left, Jerry. Jerry Cox is here, Family Council. It's good to have him in the studio. You made a statement on Saturday. Uh, Jerry and I were uh, special guests, I guess, with uh, State Senator Kim Hammer on his show. It was great being here Saturday and to talk to Jerry. Jerry and I have been friends for years, and he's been a, a real good friend of the show, comes on basically whenever i ask and it's always good to have him here always fun always enjoy and not always in something that we agree upon there's a couple (laughs) of things that we don't agree upon but that's normal so what was it that you said i mean you said it and i looked at you and i said that's really good (laughs) well um it's here here is the statement now that we have made abortion illegal we need to make it irrelevant yes that's good now that we have made it illegal let's make it irrelevant now and we do that by giving women so many other good choices that they say you know what there's i don't want an abortion Uh, there's no uh, compulsion to, to have one and so i think we do that by working through the pregnancy centers to say hey you've got these choices you can do adoption we'll help you keep the baby we'll work things out with you see there there's a misnomer out there dave a lot of people say well it's all these teenage girls out mm-hmm. here getting mm-hmm. abortions did you know that teen abortions are at historic lows yes, in I arkansas know that. very very low the person, the typical person who gets an abortion in Arkansas is about 24 years old. She's unmarried and she already has children. And a lot of those women feel like they have nowhere to turn. It's like I can't afford to have another child. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when you were talking about the church stepping up, yep. that's, that's it. You come alongside those women who say, I, I, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm trapped. Then the church comes and says, we have a way for you. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's let, do let this. us help you not be trapped. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you made a statement while we were on break there, you know, about being a little bit apprehensive and wondering, will the church step up? Mm-hmm. 
I do. I, I made this statement Saturday. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to understand, the church is made up of three different kinds of people. There's the unsaved, there's the carnal Christian, and then there are the spirit-filled Christians. I don't worry about spirit-filled Christians <laughs> mostly, but I do worry about carnality, and I do worry about uh, uh, the unsaved that are there. Well, and I think the proof will be in what the church does. And you know, if it's like many things, it'll be a mix. Some will be on the sidelines. Some will never even mention this. Mm-hmm. And others will jump in whole hog and be there uh, helping with the centers, helping women with unplanned pregnancies and all these other things. I just hope there are enough. There's always a remnant. I hope the remnant is big enough to take care of the need. So. What about family council? Where, where, what are you, what are you going to be doing now? I mean, you've been working hard on this for a long time. Now you might have just a little extra time to work on something else. <laughs> well, there's going to be plenty to do. For one thing, when the legislature convenes in January, uh, we're going to be there doing our best to get a really nice appropriation for the pregnancy centers. Good. We helped get a million dollars allocated uh, this year. I think we need to do at least five times that much. Uh, come January, and that's that's part of this helping women with these unplanned pregnancies. That's that's the first thing we need to do, and then I don't know if there will be any need to tweak our laws here in Arkansas. I don't believe there's going to be a need to do that, but you never know until it's almost like you launch out there with this and see if it has any leaks any holes in it and don't worry you'll have to let us know they will and uh you know i think we've got a pretty sound law here but there might be a little bit of need to tweak some of that and then dave the other thing we got to be real careful about when we say we're pro-life that also means end of life that's correct that means the people that are vulnerable in the nursing homes and so forth so we're going to be there to stand up for those folks as well and so that's the other end of the pro-life effort. So, you know, there's never going to be a shortage of evil out there for us to engage. And um, the, the battlefield may shift a little bit, but we're going to, Lord willing, going to be there. Well, people need to support your uh, your endeavors at your organization. And uh, you all have been in a part and an integral part of this fight. I think you're going to continue to be a part of it, and we need to get some changes to uh, adoption law as well. Well, we do. Um, It's ridiculous that a person of average income cannot afford financially to adopt a child. That is ridiculous. And that's one of those problems the legislature says, oh, we're going to fix it, and they'll do a little tax break, or they'll do a little this or that. And then you talk to people out here trying to adopt a child, and it's like, they still can't do it. Yep. It's thousands of tens of thousands of dollars to, to adopt a child. I appreciate you coming by, Jerry. Dave, it's always You've a pleasure. You've always been good about coming in and sitting <laughs> down. I, I will let you know that if I call him and say, I need you at 6 o'clock, he says, can I call? That's okay. <laughs> I don't mind that. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure to be in the studio and look you eye, uh, right straight in the eye. It makes a difference. <laughs> it makes a difference. But thanks for coming in. And let's get together again here in the near future. Because we got a lot to talk about before January. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate it. Jerry Cox here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll take a break for an hour. Then I'll be back at 9. We're going to talk a little bit about Clarence Thomas. And then in the last half hour, I'll open the phone lines up. And you can tell me what you think about 
the decision that was made on Friday. That's all coming up on the extended version of the Dave Ellswick Show at 9 a.m. right here at 1011 FM, The Answer. I'm back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hope that uh, you got some useful information out of that financial show that uh, comes on at uh, 8 o'clock, finishes up at the top of the hour. They had some pretty good discussions today. I want to pick up and uh, go back, and we we had an interview uh, last week about a new book out about Justice Thomas, Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in His Own Words. And I, I got to tell you, this book and the uh, there's a documentary that goes along with it uh, shows why I've said for many, many years that I believe that Justice Thomas is going to go down in history as one of the most influential conservative justices ever uh, on the Supreme Court. And Michael uh, Pack is going to be with us. Michael, thanks for joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And, uh, you know, we talked about this with your co-author last week. And uh, Clarence Thomas, if nothing else, has been one of the main purveyors of conservative thought uh, with Alito and Scalia on uh, the Supreme Court over the years. That is absolutely true. Thank you for having me on your show and for having Mark on last week. Yeah. This is certainly a banner week for the Supreme Court. No so kidding. Makes it, and I think most people now would agree with your assessment, Dave, that he is one of the most powerful conservative members of the court and conservative thinkers in America. I think that's hard to dispute. And our, as Mark probably said, the film that, that I made and our book together tells Clarence Thomas's entire story from his birth through today, or through when the interviews were conducted a few years ago, and he has, and we, and we, he tells it in his own, it's called Crazy Equal Clarence Thomas in his own words, because we let Clarence Thomas tell his story his way, looking directly at camera, and what he, how he experienced his very tumultuous, very dramatic life from the, from his birth in 48 to recently, and you hear what he thought about things like his very contentious confirmation hearing and his time on the Supreme Court, rather than it filtered through my point of view or anybody else's. 
Yeah, it's really an amazing story of of how he was raised and his grandfather and and where you know where he picked up his his thought process and and why he picked up that particular thought process. That's important to know about uh, about people of where those foundational thoughts come from. And then what he has done since that time. I mean, this man went through one of the worst uh, sittings in front of the you know the Senate that uh, that ever took part uh, took place. I mean, he called it a high a high tech lynching, and that's exactly what it was. And to be honest, the now President Biden, then Senator Biden, should still be, uh, you know embarrassed by what went down at that time that is absolutely true but both parts of that i mean uh president biden during the campaign apologized to anita hill who was asked some tough questions during her part of the hearing but um his, i think he should consider apologizing to clarence thomas yes who was who called it a high-tech lynching because he was really mistreated by the Senate and they brought Anita Hill back after investigating her charges and finding them, you know, not worth um, considering. So, but, but you're also right that he had a, a great life story and, and it's true that it's, it's worth understanding where everybody comes from to understand their ideas. But in Justice Thomas's life, that's particularly true. His, law, his ideas, his opinions, his values are shaped so directly and dramatically from his life that you learn a lot from his life story. Um, so, and, and he, he began life in, in, in Pinpoint, Georgia, a Gullah Geechee-speaking area on the, outside of Savannah. So English wasn't his first language. His, his father left before he could remember, raised by his mother in kind of a shack. You know, then she takes him to Savannah, she, him and his, his younger brother Myers, and there they experience what he calls urban squalor. You know, the, the toilet flushes into the yard, they don't have enough to eat, they're hungry, they're cold in the winter. You know, she takes him to school, he's, he just leaves school and wanders the streets, and that goes on for a couple of years, a kind of grinding poverty, thank God, seldom experienced in America today. And this is in the segregated South, Savannah is a segregated city. Um, so she finally, her, his, his mother, who's working as a maid, realizes she doesn't have the resources to raise her two boys and brings them to her father, his grandfather, to raise. And as Justice Thomas says in both the film and the book, that was the transformational moment of his life, that walk from her house to his house. And his grandfather was a powerful, um, strong figure, and he gave him discipline and hard work. He said to them, the damn vacation is over, now it's rules and regulations, and he made them work, go to school, and then work on his heating oil truck from sun to sun, and he sent them, he was Catholic, an unusual thing for an African American in those days, and he sent them to parochial school, and there it was all black, segregated, and but run by these Irish nuns who, who gave him, also reflected those core values and gave him a rigorous curriculum and changed Justice Thomas's life to the point where he enrolled in a seminary and wanted to be a priest. Yeah. He's, it's an amazing, it really is an amazing story. But let me, let me move forward to today because the big story Friday was the overturning of yeah. Roe v. Wade and uh, that story came out, and then the sidebar story. Justin Thomas says, 
Well, if we use the same uh, thought process of, of, of legal thinking that we use for Roe v. Wade, uh, we can go after or maybe we should reconsider this and this and this. That probably set off a bigger fire than what Roe v. Wade set off. Would you agree with that? Well, it set off a fire. It's hard to set off a bigger fire than the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I mean, that was... Okay. I think that Fair was enough. You know, huge in America. But Justice Thomas's concurrence also got a lot of attention. I'm not a lawyer, unlike my co-editor of this book, Mark Paoletta, but I think that it's his concurrence is being misread. What he said really was that... You know, Roe, one of the reasons he thinks Roe was wrongly decided is it relied on the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. And it, 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 uh, claimed to find a right to abortion in that due process clause. That's called substantive due process. And he does not think you can find unenumerated rights in something that's process oriented, as he called it in his concurrence. It's an oxymoron. Uh, to call it substantive due process. And he says some of these other cases maybe have a basis in another clause in the 14th Amendment, the Privileges and Immunities Clause. And Justice Thomas is always concerned not just with results, what, what, you know, but, but for coming to them in the right way. And that is really illustrated a lot in both the film and the book. And that's something he thinks he got from his grandfather and the nuns. And Everything has to be done the right way. And he's concerned that some of these other opinions, even if they are indeed constitutional, are found constitutional on the wrong basis. And he thinks it's important for the court to make sure that they are that well, they're, they're properly adjudicated. Well, he's not the only one. Ginsburg thought the same thing. Yeah, Ginsburg thought Roe was, was wrongly decided, too. So, I mean, you know, conservatives, many, many conservatives, for instance, think that Brown versus the Board of Education was wrong, was, was decided on the wrong basis. The sociological data that uh, underlay it, they think, shouldn't have any role in deciding what is constitutional. But almost but no one I know thinks the result of Brown versus Board of Education, that segregation is unconstitutional, is incorrect. I mean, I think everyone is universally in favor of the conclusion of that opinion. Not everybody is in favor of the reasoning. And that gets to be important because these, these Supreme Court cases set precedents not only in results, but in methodology. And mm-hmm. the methodology of Brown was imitated or, or applied in other cases where things might have, you know, where things might have been wrongly decided. So I see why, so Justice Thomas's concurrence had that specific function. I might add that it was not joined by any other justice. It was his sole concurrence. Right. I understand that. And, but I think he was correct. If you're going to do it, you got to do it constitutionally, not make something out of whole cloth, which they did with Roe v. Wade. That, that's right. I mean, that's exactly right. You have to you have to actually find it in the Constitution, and 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 that's you know that's right. It, it, the, the the focus of originalism, textualism, his kind of jurisprudence is to find it in the text, not just in the results you want. So even a good it's not just results oriented. And the conservative critique is that progressive um, constitutional law is results-oriented. All they care about is getting to a result, and they'll find it anywhere in the Constitution. That's the critique. And the originalist claim is you have to find it in the Constitution, or in this case, the 14th Amendment, and the 
drafters of, and the public understanding of what those drafters of that amendment and the Constitution, you know, how that was understood at the time. So that underlies a lot of Justice Alito's opinion, and it and it is a lot of the, and that's the way that conservative justices think now. Yeah, and I and, I, I agree with them to be you know uh, yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as that's concerned. Our guest is Michael Pack. The uh, name of the book is Created Equal. I told you last week it's one of those books you might want to buy now and then give it at Christmas time to somebody who really, you know, likes uh, a, a book that uh, make them think and, and give them new ways of thinking. Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words. And uh, Friday was also a big win, let me just say, for federalism. And I'm I'm excited about that as well because the Tenth Amendment sets that up pretty clearly. And uh, Alito sent, a, sent this back to the states that were rightfully deserved to be kept. We, uh, we've got to get a break, Michael, then we'll come back and talk some more about the book and about uh, what Clarence Thomas, you you believe he would be thinking right now. Uh, are you still, by the way, are you guys ever in contact with him? Well, um, I, I saw him at an event, you know, recently, but my co-editor, Mark Paletta, is a close friend of the Thomases and sees them often, and he is now representing Jenny as a, as a lawyer in her um dealings with the January 6th no. committee and other things. Yeah, there, we get into another lynching there. All right. We'll be back. We'll be back and talk further here with Michael Pack. It's Dave Ellswick's show. Hey, don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I've been talking about these guys for years. Eric Coleman's great jeweler. He's I, I bestowed upon him that he is a artisan. Uh, you go in and talk to him. You say, I got, look, I got gold from my mother uh, after she passed, and I want to take and make this into something significant that I can wear that will, you know, reflect my mom, reflect my taste, and he can do it for you. Uh, he's got a machine, a computer, where they can you know, uh, draw up the design of the ring and it will make a wax impression of it so you can see it in uh, three dimensions and you can see how it's going to look. And he's got all kinds of gemstones. I mean, diamonds, rubies, you name name it. He's got it. And just, uh, you know, you know, talk to him. And uh, he's going to ask you questions and then he will put something together. I'm sure you'll be very, very happy with. He's located at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E. He's open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Stop by and visit with him. Or if you want to make an appointment, uh, you can do that as well. All you have to do is call him 501 246 3655. So, uh, Figure out why Hillcrest Designer Jewelry has been in business over 40 years. You don't stay in business that long if you don't do it right. The number again, 501-246-3655. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, we continue uh, for this half hour with our special guest, Michael Pack. He is co-author of a new book about Justice Clarence Thomas, Created Evil or Evil. Created equal, get that right, Clarence Thomas in his own words, and uh, it's uh, good to have him on the air. 
look, you've you've heard from both of these authors now. You got to read the book. I mean, seriously, you've heard some great th- stuff off out of it. What do you think when you see? I, and I'm going to ask a question now to you. Uh, Michael, what do you think when you hear things from uh, Senator Warren, who says the Supreme Court has lost its uh, legitimacy now? Well, first of all, I encourage your listeners not only to read the book, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else, but to see the film. It's still streaming, um, and you can get that at Amazon or go to our website, manifoldproductions.com, and get a list of places it's streaming, including Fox Nation and Newsmax and Salem and others. Um, Well, I think that we talked a little bit about this recent attack on Ginny Thomas. I think a lot of the things that people like Senator Warren are doing are trying to undermine the court. I, I think that the, the founding fathers designed three branches to be checks and balances, and see, people are not happy to have a conservative check on a very progressive Congress and presidency, and, they're, and they would like to try to destroy it. So it's, I think that's pretty apparent to most observers, especially conservatives. How, how, how apropos that you bring that up, that they don't like the conservative court because they were in love with Warren's court. Indeed. Indeed. That's right. It's, it, 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 it's, it's a, they're, very, they're very given to arguments that are results-oriented. You know, they, they were very critical of Samuel Alito for overturning precedent in his, in his decision, but they have no trouble overturning precedent when they want a different outcome, such as in a Burgerfell on gay marriage. And that's right. If it were a liberal court, their attitude would be different. It, it, it is because they do not like these conservative judges acting as a break and a defender of constitutional values. And we call both the film and the book created equal because Clarence Thomas, for one, has dedicated his life to those principles in the Declaration that undergird the Constitution. Yep, I agree. He, he looks for it in the text. If it's not there, hey, it's okay. not there. If it's not there, it's not there. That's right. That's just the way it uh, it works. I appreciate your time, uh, Michael, to uh, join us on this. It's important for people to understand uh, where these justices come from because it plays an integral part in the way that they think. And uh, you guys have done a yeoman's task with Clarence Thomas. Created Equal is the name of the book. You need to pick up a copy uh, to put in your personal library at home to sit and up in the evening uh, and read it and understand why he feels the way he does. Uh, Michael Pack, thank you so much for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show today. Thank thank you for having me on your show, Dave. Sure thing. Have a good one now. All right, Michael Pack here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Again, the name of the book, Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in His Own words and uh, maybe in the future we'll have both guys back on again because they're both very well spoken very 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 good all right let's move on a little bit uh, i got time here to get you ready for the next uh, half hour and uh, with that in mind uh, let's think a little bit uh, about a couple of stories that are out there uh, that are results uh, because of the uh, decision that came down uh, at Supreme Court on Friday. And part of that uh, is that uh, 
you know, one, there's another decision still pending that I'm interested in. I don't know about you, but I am interested in and And that's going to be what's going to have what happen with the football coach there in, in Washington State. Uh, who you know prays before games and after games, and his school uh, fired him uh, because he did that. And so we will talk uh, about that. Also, I, I want to talk about uh, the Democrats calling for uh, expansion of the Supreme Court. Now, uh, I hope somebody asked the president this because he he let on that he's not for. Uh, Supreme Court uh, expansion. He said that during the time he was running for president, he reiterated through his spokesman about this uh, over the weekend. I would like to hear from uh, a reporter to ask, does that mean that he would veto any kind of legislation that called for packing the Supreme Court? Would he do that? Because uh, to get if he would say yes, then you know, your chances of getting a, a piece of legislation through is tough right now to try to do that. But if you did, if the president said he would veto it, to override the veto would be impossible. Just tell you that right now, it would be, it would be virtually impossible. So we'll talk a little bit about that in the next half hour. I'm going to open the phone lines up and let you call in. You tell me how you felt. On Friday, when you heard how the Supreme Court had ruled, uh, you'll want to call us at our phone number, 501-823-0965. And, you know, whether you were happy or sad, don't care. You call up and tell me how you felt. And then if we got time, we'll get into this whole thing about woke corporations and telling people, hey, we'll pay for you to to travel across the United States or whatever, wherever you, how far you got to go uh, to to get an abortion or whatever. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I've just about washed my hands completely. In fact, I can tell you I have washed my hands of Disney now. After what they said about their uh, cartoons and their movies, uh, I, I got off of uh, Disney Plus, and uh, I doubt if I'll go and, and uh, see many more Disney movies because giving them money is like, uh, you know, breaking the Hyde Amendment with tax money and giving money for abortions with tax money. If you're going to use my money to promote abortion, I'm definitely out. All right, let's get to the, the news. I got to tell you, today's been a good show. It really, really has. We uh, made our minds up on Friday that the Monday show, because the decision uh, by the Supreme Court came down late on my show on Friday. So we wanted to do a show where we talked to all the newsmakers locally uh, about all of this. And then I wanted to get in about Justice Thomas again because he was so instrumental in the uh, the pro-life uh, movement that I want to talk about his vision of the of the uh, the Constitution as well. So, uh, again, I want to just real quickly thank all the people who have taken part in today's show. We had Emma Vaughn from the RNC National, the National Press Secretary, of course, from the Republican Party. We heard, 
you know, how this uh, decision has affected the party. Uh, what does it mean for uh, midterm elections, things of that nature? Uh, at 635, we talked to State Senator Jason Rapert. Uh, and whether you love him or you hate him, uh, there's one thing I don't think anybody can deny. He has been a, uh, a, a person who has been very, very instrumental in the way the pro-life uh, argument has been made in the legislature here in the state of Arkansas. Rose Mims joined us, State Director of the Arkansas Right to Life. Jerry Cox from the Family Council has been with us. And then just recently we had Michael Pack talking about that new book, Created Equal. And now we got a half hour. Uh, if you And I, I had left this open in case the governor wanted to come on. And uh, we were not, uh, he was not able to uh, fill a, uh, fit us in to his schedule. And so we've got about 30 minutes here, about 25. And it, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, our phone number is 501-823-0965. 501-823-0965. And I'd like to know... You know, Jerry Cox said that Friday's decision is one of those decisions by the Supreme Court, a historical decision, uh, that you'll remember where you were probably when you heard about it. I mean, there's, there's things in history that happen in your lifetime that you'll remember. You know, I remember, as Jerry was talking about, when President Kennedy was assassinated. I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in my fifth grade class, and I remember that the teacher walked in and uh, told us that class was going to be uh, let out early that day and didn't say why. They just let us out early that day, and we went home. I remember going home. I remember my mother was weeping in the living room. I remember my dad was pretty stone-faced, and then they explained to me what had happened, and I sat down in front of that little black-and-white TV, and I watched the coverage on television with Walter Cronkite and all kinds of other big news people at the time. And um, that may have been one of those things that, you know, cemented me into getting into the profession that I'm in today. I remember the Challenger explosion. Uh remember it uh, very vividly, was watching it when it uh, exploded, and remember, uh, you know, uh, Ellison Anazuka, uh, who was on that flight, was a friend of mine, personal friend that I had gotten to know while I was stationed on Guam uh, in the Air Force, and uh, he was killed on that flight, and uh, that sticks with me. Uh, the fall of Saigon sticks with me in the news uh, uh, that I remember from that time and watching the people holding on to the helicopters and trying to escape from Vietnam after we decided that we were going to pull out. I remember a lot of that stuff. I remember other things, too, 9-11 and others that have uh, that had happened. And we try not to forget 9-11 ever here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But what did Friday, How did what, what do you think about Friday? What did it, you know, make you sad, make you happy, make you angry, you know, whatever. I'd like to hear from you about it today. I'll open the phone lines to talk to you about it. I also have some other stories I want to give you information about as I wait for calls. 501-823-0965. That's our number. 501-823-0965. 
501-823-0965. You know, we always talk, I talk to Heidi about this, that content is uh, is king on this show. That's why I'm always talking about what's happening in the news, and then I give you some opinions about it. Uh, and I don't, I'm not a caller-driven show anymore. I used to be totally caller-driven. I'm not anymore. Uh, I think people want to know uh, the truth, and they want to know what the facts are, and uh, then they can make up their mind about them, and that's what I, I try to do here on the Dave Ellswick Show uh, now here on uh, our radio station. Speaking of that, let me give you a couple other big stories that are out there for us to know and that is about this whole push again it's happened in the past it's pushing again now and that's the democrats calling for the supreme court expansion Uh, this from life news saying democratic lawmakers called for expanding the supreme court and abolishing the filibuster following a uh, couple of supreme court rulings not in their favor this week Okay, so you know Roe v. Wade. Well, what else, what else was there? Well, there was the, the gun rights uh, decision made about New York City as, as well. That didn't go the Democrats' way either. Uh, quote, this far-right Supreme Court has ended reproductive freedom as we know it. That from Democratic Representative Mondaire Jones of New York. She said this after the high court issued its ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson's uh, women's health organizations. Quote, we must expand the court. I asked my colleagues in the Senate what other judicial outrage must we endure from the illegitimate far right majority on the Supreme Court before we act. First of all, why is it illegitimate? Well, it's illegitimate as far as she's concerned because it doesn't support her ideology. Uh, Democratic Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts posted, quote, fight back and expand the court now. Uh, From the insider, New York Representative uh, AOC called on Biden and congressional Democrats Saturday to work on court reforms, including restraining judicial review and expanding the courts. Uh, Daily Wire reporting Senator Elizabeth Warren blasted the Supreme Court and their overturn of Roe v. Wade calling for additional justices in a highly controversial new interview. If you haven't seen that, look it up, watch it. Uh, You won't believe some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth. Well, wait a second. Maybe you will. Uh, Also, from this week, the Supreme Court has burned whatever legitimacy they may have had. With their ruling overturning Roe v. Wade, said Senator Elizabeth Warren. She told Martha Raddatz that. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it. Fox News says President Joe Biden does not support Democrats pushing to expand the Supreme Court. The White House announced on Saturday. Uh, That was uh, reiterated by the press secretary for the president. And uh, she said that's not going to happen. A follow-up question whenever uh, the uh, president, 
stands up in front of the press again is going to have to be, does that mean that if a piece of legislation comes from Congress that would expand the court, will you veto it since you think that the Supreme Court shouldn't be expanded? Would you veto it? That seems to me is a a legitimate question that should be asked of the president. All right, phone lines are open, 501-823-0965, 501-823-0965. And I uh, just gave you this whole rundown of what the Democrats want to do about expanding court. Uh, I, I think it's crazy. I have no idea what AOC has in mind when she says that uh, we need to restrain uh, judicial review. What's her ideas on that? Nobody asked her. Nobody reported it. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Get our final break in here on the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday. Tell you what's coming up on Tuesday tomorrow. I will tell you Robin Lundquist, Senator, State Senator Robin Lundquist, will be on in the 9 o'clock hour. Don't forget about East End Towing. East End Towing wants you to know no matter what happens, get you on the side of the road, they can take care of it and get you off the side of the road. All you have to do is call 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. That's East in Towing. All right, another story that has been breaking over the weekend that I wanted to touch on today was this whole thing about uh, corporations who are, quote, woke, Uh, announcing new regulations regarding covering employees' travel expenses for abortions. Uh, Walt Disney, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Dick's Sporting Goods said Friday uh, they would cover employee travel expenses for abortions in light of the Supreme Court's decision to strike down Roe v. Wade, joining the ranks of corporate giants scrambling to adjust to this new reality. Disney said the, quote, family planning benefit would be extended to any worker who cannot access care where they live, including pregnancy-related decisions. The uh, company employs 195,000 people worldwide, including roughly 80,000 in Florida alone. And the Washington Post, uh, reporting today off of CNBC, Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the largest employers in the U.S. financial industry, told workers that it will pay for travel to states that allow legal abortions, according to a memo. The news came as part of an internal communication to employees explaining expanded medical benefits set to begin in July. From Town Hall, in full transparency here, owned by Salem Media, Amazon is another woke corporation that will encourage its female employees to get an abortion by paying them a stipend of $4,000 to cover travel expenses that are not available within a 100-mile radius of their home. And last but not least, streaming giant Netflix announced it will also provide female employees a hefty stipend of $10,000 for travel costs and the procedure itself. Now, interesting on this dealing with abortion. Uh, I don't see anything here. What if you have what's considered to be incurable cancer? 
and they can't treat you where you live. Uh, are they going to pony up the money for you to fly, I don't know, up to Rochester, New York, or down to Houston, uh, Texas, to Kettering, or some of the other really big cancer facilities where your chances of being treated to save your life uh, can be uh, would be very helpful for that? Is that going to be part of their their coverage? Uh, I don't I don't know. They did, they've never presented that at any time uh, before, and I don't know if we can expect that they're going to present it anytime soon as far as uh, that's concerned. So just some things to think about and some things to think about about how uh, these companies are reacting to just abortion itself. Like I said, I, I'm done with Disney. Um, number one, I'm pretty much done with them because I think they've priced themselves out of an average uh, uh, person who works in this country of you being able to take your kids to Disney uh, World anymore. And, uh, you know, you got to figure they got to pay for this somehow. You know, do they add some price to their tickets? To be able to do that, I mean, if if I'm not if I don't want my my tax money through the Hyde Amendment because of the Hyde Amendment, it won't to go to pay for people's abortions. As far as my tax money goes, why would I willingly give my money to a company uh, that supports the killing of the unborn? I don't understand that at all. And then finally. Some Republicans now are pushing uh, a bill to punish those who leak Supreme Court draft opinions. From Town Hall, in wake of the leaked draft opinion on the possible overturn of the Roe v. Wade document, Republicans want to punish those who leak sensitive information and hold them accountable for their actions. Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana proposed a new piece of legislation that seeks to punish anyone who is convicted of leaking a pending U.S. Supreme Court draft opinion with fines up to $10,000 and 10 years in prison. Titled Stop Supreme Court Leakers Act of 2022, the bill would also seize any profits the leaker made as a result of their actions, claiming that the person should not receive a reward for leaking confidential information. Senator Bill Cassidy, the recent SCOTUS leak was an attempt to publicly intimidate justices and undermine the integrity of the court, all the while putting lives at risk. He just introduced this new piece of uh, legislation to hold leakers accountable and take away any hopes of profiting off their crimes. That from his Twitter account as well, so that's some things to keep in mind about what's happening as far as the fallout from uh, this piece of uh, Supreme Court history. So, what's up for tomorrow on the Dave Ellswick Show? Like I told you, content is king. So, uh, we'll have uh, the folks in from the power panel in the first hour. We'll talk about. I'm sure the the decision made by the Supreme Court 
for the ladies that are uh, in the studio. And then uh, after that, the Bible guys are going to be on, and we're going to talk about it in a little different way, uh, look at uh, the diamond from a different uh, facet, and that being that what now for the church? I mean, is the church going to step up and be ready to help take care of uh, these women who have uh, unborn or have, you know, children that perhaps they wanted to abort? And if that's going to happen, what are we going to do to help those children? We'll talk about that. How do you respond to somebody perhaps who goes to church with you that uh, believes that, uh, you know, killing an unborn child is okay? That that's the woman's choice. How do you deal with that? We'll talk about that as well on the Bible, guys. And then in our 9 o'clock hour, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, Robin Lundstrom is going to be on. She's a state representative, and she will sit down for an hour here in the studio. She's driving all the way down from up by you know Fayetteville to be part of the show uh, in the morning. And I look forward to her being here in the studio and talking to her about this, about where now, where do we go as a, as a legislature? Uh, are we looking at, uh, you know, loosening up and making easier adoption? What about uh, who, who is the, the father, the father of the child? What, what is his responsibility in this? I mean, we always talk about the woman and talk about... Uh, you know, stopping her from aborting the pregnancy. But if you're the father, if it's if it's genetically proven, DNA test, that you are uh, the father, shouldn't you be immediately responsible for starting to pay some of the bills resulting from the said pregnancy? I can get behind that. We'll talk about that as well uh, tomorrow. I think it's another question to be asked. And are there any things that need to be tightened up about all of this? School choice, we're going to talk about that tomorrow, I'll guarantee. And uh, we'll talk about uh, the whole transgender situation as well uh, with State Representative Robin Lundstrom here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I thank you for joining me today. It's been a good show today. We covered a lot of area today. Got a lot of content for you. Gave you a lot to think about. I like uh, you leave my show and you got something to chew on and uh, to decide, you know, how do I feel about that or why do why are the legislators feeling this way or that way? We try to keep you up to date on that. Let me remind you also that when the uh, legislature goes back into session in January, we will be there in the afternoon for at least two hours covering what's going on. That's something we've done in the past. Now that we're past COVID, we can do it again, and we will do it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm out of here. I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning again. Have a great afternoon. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.